0: Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast, Let's Talk Edition, as always, with Daniel Mulligan. How's it going, Dan?
1: Hey, man, buddy. How are you? Good to be here with you for yet another great episode of the Let's Talk Edition. And couldn't be excited uh, about this matter anymore because it's just uh, so great to hear your voice after a while. And life is great. I mean, the coronavirus pandemic is uh, obviously not over at all, but uh, we are still seeing some uh, you know, even spikes, uh, basically, that are going up in some cases. Now, now California is ahead. But overall, life is good. And uh, life is somehow getting back to normal in some countries. And of course, not generally, we're not complaining. Life is good. And uh, we're going forward.
0: That's pretty good. Uh, good to hear that. Now, uh, so today's topic, thankfully, we're not talking about anything coronavirus related uh, for a change. Uh, and we are talking about, um, so this is a topic, actually you introduced and you, well you sort of you, you mentioned you are what you listen to uh and it was a very interesting uh scenario and i think we share similar thoughts on the matter so we thought you know what let's go go ahead and give it a uh give it a try about this topic and so first of all uh can you can you explain what you meant when you said you are what you listen to what do you mean by you see, that What's that I mean? mean
1: it's said that you are what you eat is like pretty common but the fact of the matter is that uh, a lot of us, we pay a, a lot more attention to what we eat, but we don't care so much about the other inputs. As we know, we have a, a, you know five major inputs. Uh, basically, uh, one is, of course, visual. One is kinesthetic, the things that we touch or do physically. And uh, one is, of course, what we taste. Uh, one is what we uh, basically hear. And unfortunately, that's what uh, unfortunately gets ignored and neglected a lot. Because of this, I believe that we need to take care of that aspect of uh, basically our uh, lives as well if you we want to you know, take full control of our lives because uh, if you are not in control of what auditory input you have in your head on a daily basis then of course you will have some problems and your life will not go in the way you want and for this reason I believe that the quality of your life really is determined by what you listen to.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, though I want to also mention, uh, yes, it's a, it's one of the things that, the, one of the downsides is that you can't really turn it off, easily. Like you can't shut your ear and not well, the best you can do is pluck your ear there, there's a question how much that works actually no, that's anywho- right. It doesn't
1: really work that much does
0: it no not really uh, it makes it dim but still you can hear uh, but there is a there is a there's a degree that you can also think of it as upside and that is um you can listen to stuff passively meaning uh, while doing other stuff for example you're listening to podcasts perhaps if you're in the gym or commuting Driving, whatever. So um, now, uh, I want to talk about that. I want you to talk about that a little bit. And uh, so, what are so we? You mentioned the downside, and there is an upside. What are the ways you can we can do to optimize the upside, but all, on the other hand, minimize the negative part? Uh, do you have yes, any thoughts on that? Very
1: good question. You see, when it comes to understanding uh, the way the environment affects you, you have to understand that what you listen to has a direct impact on you. A lot of times, people ask like Dan where do you get all this energy to be active all the time? And the answer is because I'm very much aware of what input I have throughout the day, not just uh, basically auditorily. Uh, there are many other you know ways that I control it. But for me, audio is very, very important. Of course, I grew up as an auditory learner for the most part. So for me, that was always a thing which actually led to me becoming a polyglot. But the fact of the matter is that once you have control over what you listen to, it changes the way you think which is the way you feel the world around you. And because of this, I've always believed in in the importance of looking at audio and your audio input very carefully. For example, most of us, we don't care so much about what we listen to. We drive and we listen to random music. We listen to random uh, radio programs. And we put all this junk into our head and wonder why life sucks. There's a reason. If you're listening, you know, you're, you're driving down the road and you listen to this song that says, oh, man my wife just left me, life is all terrible, and I'm alone. And you start singing along with this crap, and you wonder, like, well, why do I feel so bad? Dude, you just listened to a shitty music, and you wonder why you feel bad. So I believe that if you want to optimize the overall quality of your life, you have to take a look at what audio input you have on a regular basis. And most of us, we have a variety of, basically, forms of uh, audio input. Uh, Namely, of course, we have the music That we all listen to on a regular basis Then we have things like radio programs Podcasts, audiobooks, and so on And I really believe that You cannot really take your life to the next level If you're not uh, controlling basically the, the type of audio that you actually listen to. And if you want to optimize it to the way you want, you should ask yourself, what kind of state of emotion, emotional state or states of being I want to be in? And more importantly, what are my targets in the long term that I want to achieve? And once you know those, then you say, what type of audio inputs will allow me to achieve that? So it does listen to sad. Does listening to useless material or useless radio talk shows necessarily allow you to achieve that? If the answer is no, then you should probably make an adjustment here and start changing it for the better.
0: Yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, lots of good points there. Now, um, so I have a question for you. Like, let's say we have a goal. We have a, uh, you know, we we want to optimize that uh, listening. Passive listening skill, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the you mentioned these. You have we have audiobooks, we have podcasts that you can specifically pick and choose and, and listen to to help you, uh, you know, in your path, whatever that may be. Learn something new, helps you do something. Um, so uh, I'm sure you you selectively go go about choosing your podcasts and aud- uh, audible books or any kind of audiobook that you you listen to. Um. Do you have any any specific methods of weeding out the useless and using the uh, choosing the good ones to to listen to, or to right. do you think it's You're generally or, yeah? Go ahead. Very good question. You see, Poojakes, uh, when I want to
1: make a choice here about what to listen to, I ask myself, what will I get? Because I look at time as investment, as money, and I ask myself. So, I'm going to spend seven. Some audiobooks I've listened to were you know more than 20 hours. I mean, uh, for example, I recently finished a book uh, called uh, basically uh, uh, The Room Where It Happened by John Bolton. And that book was more than 20 hours. I remember when I finished that audiobook, I got a badge on Audible saying uh, it's called the, I don't know, Mount Everest badge or something. I literally got a <laughs> badge uh, for the longest audiobook I've ever listened to. And that was, you know, you can imagine that's a huge investment of time. And because of this, I asked myself, I cannot just skip through this the way I do this when I'm reading a book, you know, visually. So I ask myself, is the content of this book relevant to me or not? If the answer is no, I simply won't begin listening to the audiobook because what's the point of trying to read something or, you know, listen to an audiobook that you simply will never use in the future? So if it's not immediately relevant, I just don't do it. Now, the second layer of filtering is, okay, maybe I think this book is relevant to me. For example, not long ago, I was listening to an audiobook, uh, basically, called The Biggest Bluff. It's about the journey of a professional poker player. Now, in that audiobook, uh, you know, the description, the audiobook's description was all about uh, how the philosophy of poker, for example, could be applied to politics and could be applied to business. I mean, the poker face concept and putting yourself in, you know, certain positions to make decisions and so on and so forth. And I thought this would be applicable, you know, in business. And I actually made the purchase. I got the audiobook. I was listening. And after about a few hours, I realized, no, man, this is really not at, at all about business or politics. It's, it's really about pure poker. And it's talking about the journey of a professional poker player who went from complete newbie to, I don't know, World Series of Poker Tournament, for example, uh, Extraordinaire. And then I realized, well, do I really want to spend the next three, four hours finishing it? And then I realized, well, no, because unfortunately, you see Pujic's. Uh, a lot of us, especially guys like you and, you and me, we tend to somehow detest giving up. We say, like, you know what? If I if I don't finish this audiobook, then I'm giving up. And therefore, I should keep listening to this garbage because otherwise I have given up. No, man. This is not the case. Because in reality, you could spend that four or five hours listening to another audiobook that will actually be applicable Because the fact of the matter is, if you just grind through the audiobook, say, you know what? i got to finish this audiobook right now. So what happens? After about four or five hours, six hours, 10 hours, you finish it. And then what happens? You'll forget about it. So if you're going to forget about it, then why spend that 10 hours listening anyways? And for that reason, I believe that it's better to go for that two-layer method. So at first, you fully filter out the topics and, uh, let's say, the titles that are not relevant to you. On the second level, once you read, uh, start reading or listening, you ask yourself, is this really helping me? Or not. If the answer is no, just abandon it and move on to another audio program, podcast, or some other source.
0: That's exactly. Actually, that's exactly. Um, my, that was my problem, and now isn't. So, what do I mean by that? Is that uh, you mentioned that if it's not useful, you thought it's different kind of audiobook, and it's, it's not uh, living up to your standards, or your thought, or your expectations. Uh, yeah, don't I don't shy away from dropping it, which is a good advice, in my opinion, about even books, uh, but specifically audiobooks, because you have to dedicate that chunk of time, as you mentioned. <clears throat> and I used to think otherwise, meaning, yes, I can't give up, whatever. And at some point, I, it's accumulation of thoughts gave me this epiphany that, yeah, well, the, the not giving up um, scenario has a purpose, because if you don't give up, there is a gem at the end of all of that suffering that will... You know that will be that will be unlocked and you can access it. Uh, however, in the case of a an audiobook that is not useful to you, not interesting to you, or not useful to you, not helpful to you, uh, there's really nothing but for statistics that I read this book too. Uh, which is wh- wh- who cares? What is the result of that? So I, I completely agree on that on that point. And I think um, I, I think uh, choo- choosing is obviously requires some time and research to dedicate to choose good good um, um, audiobooks, podcasts, uh, what have you. And one one way, which is usually a reliable way, is a word of mouth from people you trust, and they can explain to you what the book is about to a degree. So you have a higher degree of confidence of purchase. But at the end of the day, there is always a chance that, you know, I thought differently about this book, and it turned out differently. So, um, you know, n- no no shying away from dropping the books. Um, do you have any other uh, method- methodology of, in choosing Uh, Yeah, books, podcasts, whatever, like, for example, by author, maybe, I don't know, like, uh, maybe that's a good method. Well,
1: I'm not, so you're right, because sometimes uh, a lot of the, you know, titles that I find, uh, let's say audiobooks, are not necessarily, uh, you know, me knowing the author, because I believe that sometimes you don't know the author, maybe it's like her or his first book. So in that case, you need to actually give it a shot. For me, it's uh, more about whether or not the description of that audio material or the podcast or whatever it is, it applies directly. That's, for, for me, a lot more important than who the author is. Because sometimes very famous authors, just because they are famous, they just want to, you know, write more and make more money. They just write more books. And a lot of, you know, top authors' books are total junk after about a few books. I mean, because they, they, they just got to write, if you will, and they end up writing some crap. So for me, it's not about the author so much as it is about the to- the title, how relevant the topic is to me. And uh, that's how I usually pick them. But, of course, I usually go through the best-selling uh, list uh, on audible.com to see which titles are now bestsellers obviously a lot of those titles are bestsellers because of the situation which might not be relevant to me personally so in that case I tend to somehow not care so much about it uh, but if I find a topic or a title that is you know brand new or it's like a best-selling title and it really applies to me then of course I will take it and of course I will apply it because in that case it's uh, you know going to be applicable regardless of who the author is sometimes I don't even know who the author of the book is I know the title But I don't remember the author's name. So that's okay too, because what really matters is the content uh, that you will consume uh, in terms of audio. And that's for me very, very important. And by the way, because I know you also listen to a lot of audiobooks, What is your typical audio uh, routine these days? Like how much audio do you listen to these days or in the past? What is your typical day like?
0: Right. Well, I mean, um, it's it's changed a lot since the coronavirus situation uh, developed because I used to do a lot more commute than I do now due to uh, COVID, uh, but I mean, still going, so it's not to a halt, and uh, but it's much, much more reduced. Um, currently, I am actually reading, uh, not reading, rather, listening to, I mean, a podcast is always there. I have my own podcast that I listen to, whatever. But uh, in terms of audio uh, books, I am listening to one by this individual called Douglas Murray, who's, um, uh, the, uh, and the book is called The Madness of the Crowds. Uh, yeah, and the the author is a British journalist actually um so uh, my vocabulary is much influenced <laughs> by by the fact that I'm listening to this so, yeah when we talked about the unconscious impact of audio uh, which mm-hmm. we're not really uh, aware of perhaps uh, uh, consciously but it is always impacting us and that's one of the one of the aspects of this like uh, to would you please, different kinds I'm actually of very I yeah. will
1: try the title myself. Would you just uh, delve a bit deeper into what this uh, thing is, like the impact right. that, that we're receiving? What, what the author uh, exactly is trying to say here.
0: Oh, no, no, no. But by, by the impact, I meant the uh, impact of audio books itself. I, this is oh, on God. the book i was right but the book is about uh, yeah, the, the book is about the, uh, well the title is actually um, the, the subtitle of the title let me let me bring it up because i don't remember precisely uh, but uh, it's very telling it's basically about uh, groupthink in a sense uh, so it mm-hmm. says the madness of the of crowds gender race and identity the, the recent issues uh, that have uh, uh, circulated around gender race identity mm-hmm. um, etc as uh, so, a uh, uh, orientation, all that. And the the the, the new uh, groups that are, have emerged and the crowds that have started, uh, you know, kind of like semi-movements. Anywho, so it's actually a kind of controversial book, but w- what I'm trying to say, regardless of the to- uh, content of the book, uh, his choice of vocabulary has influenced my choice of day-to-day speaking wow. vocabulary that I use. Uh, I, I mean, I noticed it recently. Um But it does, actually, even when I listen to podcasts, sometimes I see that, you know, sometimes my choice of uh, vocabulary, my own speaking is changed or influenced based on what I'm listening to. So I was trying to highlight the importance of, you know, passive listening and what what impact it can have on your mindset. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do, do you feel, do you, do you have the same experience? Absolutely. Uh, I, for yeah.
1: me personally, I, of course, I've been an audio learner myself, but I think that audio has a tremendous impact on us. I mean, think about this. Think of music. What is exactly music? Because music affects us right. emotionally in ways that, I don't know, speeches or even, you know, uh, uh, articles, books, or even masterpieces do not do it. And music has been with us since, you know, our evolutionary background, which is why I believe that Uh, the impact to influence us auditorially is far higher than uh, many other medium. And other than that, of course, uh, it's about, you know, your own perspective. It's all about uh, how audio affects you personally, not just in terms of like what you listen to, but also how you express yourself, which is why in the, you know, in the area, for example, marketing and personal branding, we recommend things like podcasts, because uh, nowadays that's the one uh, basically platform that never gets too old. And people will can uh, will always be able to find time to put in some listening time in their schedule, which is why I believe that not only it's effective in terms of how it affects our emotions, but in all facets of life, whether it is branding or marketing or whatever it is, you can always use audio as, you, as a major carrier of information that not only transcends beyond just mere words emotions and the feelings and the values of the person who's saying mm-hmm. that. So overall, I totally understand the importance of uh, basically audio and how it really affects us the way many other uh, basically inputs do not do
0: it. Uh, that's, uh, that's amazing. Now, for the end part of the uh, today's show, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to address uh, or you want to summarize what we talked about?
1: Well, first of all, uh, I really want to thank you for choosing this topic because I believe it's quite important for us to uh, fathom the importance of the audio input that we have. So our listeners should now ask themselves, do I choose the music I listen to on a regular basis with care? Do I know the emotional state of uh, my favorite, for example, musicians? I mean, let's be honest, many top celebrities, top musicians have serious mental issues. And a person with all that mental issues the lyric and the music that will come out of that mind will, in some way, also be sick and uh, not necessarily applicable. So ask yourself, do I really feel a sense of connection to these artists that I have around me? Have I selected these bands just because they are cool or because I really feel that the message resonates with who I am? Because unfortunately, a lot of us don't do that and be very selective of the kind of music you listen to, because that ultimately reflects on many things and determines your emotional state. Other than that, we discussed the importance of audio in all forms, whether uh, podcast, audio books, uh, radio programs, and so on, because we believe that audio really has a deeper impact on us as an input than many other forms of input. And choosing the right, basically, audio uh, format for us, and more importantly, the right sources are very important. Uh, we also talked about, you know, the whole uh, concept of never ever give up, which does not really apply to audiobooks. And we mentioned uh, whether it comes, when it, whether it comes to audiobooks or podcasts, if you start listening and you realize, well, this audiobook really is not about me, or if you are listening to a podcast and you realize that I don't know, after about, I mean, I mean we have some very very long podcast that goes on for hours, you know, we go on mm-hmm. for hours, so. After about an hour and a half, it's like, you know, well, it says uh, two hours left. So it's a three and a half hour podcast. Do I really have to finish it? The answer is no, of course not. So do not apply the same thing. If it doesn't immediately attract your attention, then you are going to forget it. So why listen anyways? And that, of course, then allows you to choose the right source of material, the right source of input for yourself that will also be applicable and you will remember it and you can actually apply it in your daily life. So for that reason, you can actually be a lot more cautious of the content that you choose and uh, the material that you actually try to listen to on a regular basis. And by doing so, you will then be able to control uh, how you feel, how you think, and the results that you will ultimately get in life.
0: That's amazing. Thank you, Dan, for like always, for pleasure, joining buddy. us. I appreciate it. And thank you all. Hope I hope that we have influenced you auditorily well today. And until a later auditory auditory influence, have a good one.